Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 275, and today we'll be talking about the two new episodes of Steven Universe Future, Snow Day and Why So Blue. I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm Sophia. What a precious set of episodes this has been, especially the first <sighs> one. I mean... Cute Lapis was pretty precious herself, you gotta admit. The the Lapis episode all on its own would have been an excellent episode, but it, next to Snow Day, just got completely outshined. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I, was, I was definitely expecting whatever the Lapis episode was gonna be, I knew it was gonna be resolved in a single episode. This was... I mean, a lot of people were calling for it, basically how this was gonna go down. So I'm glad we I'm glad we were not disappointed. Yes, it was because I've been very careful to not read the episode titles or synopses. So I get like a total fresh experience and just popping in and being like, oh, you know, Stevens being a workaholic and his family loves him so much and he ignores them. You know, I was watching it and being like, oh, he's going to learn a lesson, isn't he? But they just went above and beyond with a pearl shape shifting. Yes. And, 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 and <laughs> And Steven being like, ha! Pearl doesn't shapeshift. And then eating his words. The fact that it was treated like an anime when Pearl gets tagged and it's like more dramatic than when she got stabbed in season one. I mean, that was more dramatic when Fryman found out that the ketchup was in the fries. And then like this whole Smash Bros thing where it's like Steven has entered the fight and all that and... All the new the the smash introductions of all the Steven yeah. fusions, mm-hmm. which was, I remember seeing Steven Sugalite and I'm like, did they bring Nicki Minaj for this? Alas, and they did no. not. No. What I what I liked seeing about this was how Steven's like, I'm still not playing you guys when he's been like avoiding the tags, <laughs> right? of, you know, playing the game for several minutes now. Listen, at the very least, Steven's a good sport. I like Garnet's thumbs downs. Classic Steven. That was fun. And they were all so brutal in trying to take him down. They were going to set him on fire. I mean, they know he has the bubble, so come on. I I, I do have to ask a question, though. Mm-hmm. Was anyone surprised by Sapphire being up there still? Was anyone no. surprised? No. I was surprised that Garnet unfused specifically to do that. Well, I mean, this isn't the first time she's unfused for strategy. Yeah, that was that was excellent. And then <laughs> how they refuse? Yeah, when Garnet refused, it just looks so weird because I expect her to get bigger, like when Ruby and Sapphire fuse. But no, she she fuses right back into the classic Steven. The fusion was so quick yeah. and so silly. I I like screamed in laughing because it was so unexpected. I'll tell you what, though, I do wish. That Amethysts, we didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I wish they had done something else with that. Have her voice acted differently or, you know, write different lines. It's just that jumps out at me as being like, oh, this is very on the nose right now. Kind of kind of takes me out of it for just a moment before they get me right back know. into it. It feels somewhat in character for Amethyst where her desire to be empathetic and mature is still a little bit like she has to try to do it. It hasn't quite come naturally to her yet. I guess that makes sense. I mean, for Amethyst, she's practically reading off of a note card right now. So okay, yeah, I guess I'll I'll buy that. Exactly. Like the it's, it's the therapy talk speaking and all that all those self help books. 
So like she, her her empathy doesn't just come naturally yet, like it hasn't been ingrained. So when she does try and be empathetic, it's pretty on the nose, cookie cutter, if you will. Yes, yes, I will. Oh, poor workaholic Stephen. I feel so bad for him. Why didn't they build snow days into the schedule? They live in Delmarva. These things just happen. Yeah, yeah, because in schools where it snows a lot, they have days built in at the end of the school year that they take out of, or they or they add to, essentially, if there's a snow for every snow day. So when the school year is going to end is not really obvious until the end of winter. So Stephen gets up at seven thirteen. That's a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I bet it's very precisely calculated. Like, he has a very exact, like, if I wake up at 7.13, you know, that gives me three minutes to get out of bed, and then it gives me ten minutes to get breakfast, and then isn't it, like, it's calculated down to the second. Because the, the first thing I was thinking is, like, is it is it 7.13 because of when the pilot came out? But the pilot came out two months before July, so hmm. why 7.13? I'm trying to think, because, like, when you hit the snooze button, right, it's nine minutes. So maybe that adds up to, like, an even amount. And he has, like, one of the default Apple notifications on his phone for waking up. Like, that's mm. the notification I have for when my mom texts me, which kind of shocked me a little bit while watching the episode. So is this is it canon that Steven has an iPhone that he somehow programmed <sighs> to take pictures when he presses the home button? I mean, let's let's not let's not read too much into the technology. I'm still trying to figure out the significance of seven thirteen <laughs> in the morning to Stephen. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Thirteen plus nine is twenty four. Twenty two. Still a yeah, twenty two, which is still a weird time. Thirteen minus nine is four, seven o four, and that's also a weird time. So, like, what's going on? Yeah, and 47 isn't divisible into 9, so it's not like he just wants to hit the snooze button a bunch of times and get up at 8. I don't know. So wait, no, so... Plus, he seems to be getting up right on the dot. I don't think that snooze is factoring into it. So I guess it's 7.13, I suppose. Maybe he tried 7.15, and he wanted the little extra three minutes. Yeah, he's he's just being... uh, I think he's just hyper-optimizing. I guess that fits with the character that he's doing there. That's the only... That's the only thing reason I can think that he's not waking up at 7 or 7.30 or even 7.15. It's because he's hyper-optimizing his schedule for some reason. Oh, also, he told Pearl to send out a mass text. Okay, That's to a who? Callback. Do all, all the... the all, yeah, yeah, but they, do, have they have phones. They're paying for phone service. Hmm. Like, is that what their human jobs have been leading towards? Them having a call and text plan? Do they have data? Do they have apps? I mean... For all we know, Bismuth built up a cellular network and the gems are on their own own service. But Bismuth is more hardware, like big architectural structures. Like well, Peridot would be the one who designed the nitty gritty of the network, but Bismuth is the one who has to deploy the hardware. I mean, I imagine Bismuth maybe like digging the trenches necessary for the fiber optic cables and the all that fancy stuff. But does that mean like outside of Beach City, it's not going to work? I don't know. I don't know. Nanafwa has pull. I mean, a walkie-talkie w- would be probably better, don't you think? Maybe mm, they all have WhatsApp. Yeah, the distance is too great. They all have WhatsApp. They're all like old iPods. Uh, Pearl Pearl was being quite the charmer, though, when she tried to add the third scarf to Steven. Better make it three. 
Oh, Pearl. I love her. She's so motherly. And it's like, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I wonder if the gems just sit there awake at night waiting for Steven to wake up because they're bored. <laughs> I mean, they have no world to save anymore. Well, it's interesting. Like, Steven is a human, right? So I imagine the human members of Little Homeschool have to sleep, but I, I can't imagine him not having night classes available. Hmm. that's taught by a gem. That would make sense, actually. But I guess he wants to get them used to the routine of Earth so they shouldn't be out and about during the night. Unless it's like to go to a party or a concert or something. Yeah, I wonder what they do. I wonder what they do at night. Do, I don't I don't think gems have, like, particularly exemplary night vision. Um, well, they can make their gems glow, so... I'm assuming how to sleep is covered pretty early in Little Homeschool. It is a pretty big part of the Earth lifestyle. But then there's the whole, like, oh, you can do whatever you want. I can't imagine them requiring anybody to sleep. Just putting it on the table. Extra credit. Oh, yeah, one little detail. Steven says he's vegetarian now? <laughs> For a month. A month. Uh, For a whole month. Uh, no more hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people are like, oh, but he was grilling back in the movie. And it's like, well, for one, he ate the, he ate the pepperoni pizza back in Guidance. Uh, but two, uh, apparently it's been like a month since Guidance. Not that hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he might be like off and off and on, like trying vegetarian, but really struggling to stick to it, which I've seen a lot of people go through. People have been saying, oh, isn't Steven a vegetarian? For years now. So I guess there are going to be a lot of people like, wait, he wasn't before? I mean, obviously anyone who watches the show obsessively would see the kind of pizza he eats. Maybe it's but... fake meat. Like, yeah. tofu pepperoni. Because pepperoni, it's <laughs> like, the taste mostly comes from the the spices and seasonings. But if you want to move on to Why So Blue, ooh, our girl Lapis still has it. She does. She has a great little singing voice. I loved the yeah. other Lapises, especially the ponytail Lapis. I don't know, like with their little freckles. And yes. ponytail. I was just yes. smitten. So cute. She was so into that dance before the other one's like, uh-uh, <laughs> stop that right now. Man, they're just so lucky Pearl wasn't there to hear that dig about pearls. Mm. She would have humiliated them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's interesting, like, is it canonical that our Lapis is, like, quite the powerhouse? Because we know, like, she's insanely powerful. She lifted the ocean and did a bunch of crazy whack things and these other lapises while quite powerful in their own right had to employ more like strategy and tactic to destroy mountains and stuff while lapis just could like flick your finger and reduce it to rubble hmm. well i was i was wondering something about that myself they they use her own water chain idea against her and they have her what they think is helpless, because the Lapises seem to need to gesture to control water, and then she just, without gesturing, controls a huge amount of water to whoop them, and then do the Avatar merging with the Ocean Spirit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you could there. tell they were trying yeah. very hard not to be like, oh, this is waterbending. <laughs> but I was watching that, and I'm wondering, is the reason Lapis is so good at fighting or controlling water without gesturing because she was trapped in the mirror all that time. Because I was thinking back to Ocean Gems, she does the same thing. She's 
not fighting them by, ooh, doing water witch, throwing water at you. It's just like, I'm up here chilling, and my water clones are beating you up right now. Well, maybe she's at the top doing, like, little puppet master finger gestures, uh, and we didn't see. I don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but I, I never got that. I never got that feeling. No. Yeah, and then the the kaiju fighter that yes. she turned into was excellent. That was great. Oh, I mean, I will forgive them all of the conservation of mass they broke with that water spear just because of how awesome it was. Oh, yeah, because they confirmed that Lapis doesn't have a weapon, that her sort of water wings are her weapon. But, oh, I want Lapis with a big old trident. Not even, <laughs> like, a nice, just cool, like, wailing spear or something like that. Because that was fantastic. And then the little lesson at the end, where they kind of won the wrong way, and Lapis felt ashamed of it. She was like, that wasn't a show of strength, that was a show of weakness. It takes strength not to pummel you into the ground. That was what I always wanted to do, and I was so weak for it. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't have blamed Lapis if she, you know, dished out a little punishment. Just a little bit of torture. Yeah, because, I mean, like... When you're trying to convince somebody to do the right thing, right? You try and do it, you know, the person-to-person way and all that. But, like, if they're doing something that they absolutely cannot do, like, you've exhausted every other option. So I think it's reasonable to resort to force, especially with, you know, when it it comes down to saving this planet or... Yeah, cute little critters are on the line here. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think... It was wrong for Lapis to be like, okay, you know what? It's it's over. I, I did think, though, it was hilarious how when she has them dead to rights, she's holding the spear up and then she looks back at Stephen and he's not looking at her with horror or sadness or even disapproval. It's just, I am silently judging you, but I'm not going to show it. I, I wonder if now if there's like gem law enforcement or it's just Stephen like, trying to convince them of their human side. I'm just now imagining a ruby with a police outfit on asking for a description of Bluebird. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. A-, a-, a police sketch artist, right? And the-, the-, the drawing is absolutely atrocious because it was drawn by another ruby. They were going for a feeling, you know? And there's like a whole pile of charred drawings behind her. So it's like her eighth attempt. Steven can be giving descriptions like Jake was giving in the staked miniseries for Adventure Time. Oh, it's been so long since I've watched that. Uh, like, I think I think he gives one describes one of the vampires as looking like an angry stop sign. <laughs> was it accurate? Uh, I'm not very no, no, none of them. It, I think Jake was going for a feeling too. Ah, uh, I see <laughs> the je- the vibes. It's like, please describe the vampires' vibes to me. They were rancid. <laughs> But yeah, like, there has to be, I think after this, they might establish a little bit of a law enforcement, like, because Steven made it very clear, it's like, you can do whatever you want, except for terraform and destroy planets, you know, so that there's clearly like, a set of morals that they have to follow. Steven really missed a chance to kind of make it clear that you can do everything you want, well, for the most part, but there are kind of, it's not literally everything, you have to not be mean to people. You know? Yeah, because it's like Otherwise, there's this idea of a society where it's like you have to relinquish some of your rights in order to like preserve society. Like I have to give up my right to kill 
in order to obtain the right to not be killed. In a sense. Yeah, basically. So these these lap lap lapises. Lapi. Lapis lazulis have to be maybe like Stephen builds them a home and then comes in and like kicks in all their windows and be like, hey, if you want me to not do this, you have to stop destroying planets. <laughs> Joke would be on him. They still got a brand new home. They just have to put new windows in. Yeah, but then you have to deal with a contractor and a... Ugh, never again. And get them all the measurements. And then you're at the Home Depot. And then they don't have the sizes that you want. And then you need to pay extra for it to be special ordered. And, you know, you know how it is. And then, next thing you know, they're getting jobs giving rides at Funland just so they can pay for their new windows. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, because they had at Homeworld a sense of, of law enforcement. They had a trial and judges, so they, they obviously care about upholding the law, quote-unquote, fairly. Fairly in the sense of according to how the laws are written, right? And and proving yeah. that so-and-so happened. I mean, that would be very inefficient to just be like, well, I'm assuming I'm right. Let's execute. Yes, and but it's interesting because, like, when the Diamonds put Steven on trial, they were just following, like, the system for the sake of getting a confession out of him. Well, they already had the confession. Yes. and But, like, obviously the system is in place to be used somewhat properly. Like, obviously the diamonds can overrule whatever they want, but it's still there. I mean, it's interesting because then it's in place where it's like, oh, the, the word of higher-ranking gems automatically overrules the word of lower ranking gems like they clearly want and care about facts in a way so like if a you know a ruby does something wrong and then a quartz contradicts that or says it like they have to in a sense prove it with witnesses and all that it's not just like oh the word of the higher ranking gem is taken as what's right yeah law enforcement courts legality yes which is something that i wouldn't expect of homeworld right i would expect the morganites just like you know this Ruby committed a crime, and the Ruby's locked up for it. Or worse. Did she have anything you wanted to say about why so blue, Isabel? Uh, I guess those little flower creatures looked really cute. I was thinking Lapis was going to take one of them home or something. Oh yeah, plenty of fan art of that. We're adopting all of them! And then introduce an invasive species onto an Earth ecosystem. Yep, next next thing you know, Earth is just covered in them, the biosphere is devastated. Oh, no. <laughs> You know, kind of like how the Ewoks all died soon after the Battle of Endor because of the yeah. debris from the Death Star. And I mean, not to yeah. mention all the all the pathogens that would be swapped and cause just mass havoc throughout both ecosystems. Which I'm certain would happen in Steven Universe. Yeah, they clearly Wink. care a lot about their biology. <laughs> I mean, I think we gave up on stuff like that when the alternate history is so radically different from our own and yet still conspires to get us to. Yeah, basically America. Smartphones and apps and states, but not Florida. Yep. No, Flo never a Florida. Russia censors Steven Universe. Steven Universe censors Russia. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I'm trying. Okay, Steven Universe Future. I want to know what the show officially named the two other Lapis Lazulis. So well, it was it was nice Lapis and something else. Mean Lapis was the other one. That's what I thought. They really reduced it to I that, think huh? So yeah. Characters, mean lapis and nice lapis. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
Couldn't have gone like ponytail lapis and let's see. Hippie rose. And 50s haircut lapis, perm lapis. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, our lapis's voice was weirding me out through this episode. I, I guess because she was doing the oh, other two yeah. lapises. They, they sounded more classic lapis than our lapis did. Yeah, she sounded a little bit off, which I wouldn't have like thought much of, except that the other lapises appeared. And they sounded so much like what I was expecting her to sound like. Yeah, so it's possible that um the voice actress, uh, Jennifer Paz, struggled a little bit to do the different voices. I mean, we ca- we all can't be Dee Dee Magnol Hall, let's be real. I guess mm. the only solution is to give Lapis more voice lines so she has more <laughs> practice. Yeah, please. Okay, so I love the little freckled ponytailed Lapis. So we have either freckle Lapis or ponytail Lapis. But what about the she other one? She better be like a recurring character. What what name could we go with that one? Hmm. Mean Lapis. I mean, I think mean and cute hit it pretty well. Bad influence mm-hmm. Lapis and impressionable Lapis. Those are my I votes. Just, I adore nice Lapis's hair. <laughs> like, I want to meet the character designer and, and thank them profusely. I am now envisioning Lapis and nice Lapis both doing the dance from Haven't You Noticed That I'm a Star that Steven and Barb were doing in <laughs> Sadie's Song. I need a fan animation of that. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Snow Day and Why So Blue. Join us next week where we'll be talking about the last Steven Universe feature episodes from this batch, Little Graduation and Prickly Pear. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.